702 Sports Talk 011-883-0702 Right, we know now that it's the 1st of August. All right, we've cleared that up. Talking now to Paul Johnson, Bitvest assistant coach in our profile interview, looking at the life of an assistant coach, what goes into the role, the challenges, the achievements as well. The focus always goes on the coach, but the strength often lies in the collective. What happens with the assistant coach? Paul joins us now. Good evening, Paul, and welcome to Sports Talk. Evening, Ray. Thanks very much for having me on, and good evening to all your listeners as well. Great to have you on. Okay, now... The big elephant in the room is the sale to TTM, but this is a profile interview. I'm going to get to that later on, but I want to know more about who is Paul Johnson. Um, I think, simply, I'm Gavin Hunt's assistant coach at Bidvestvitz, um, ex-player, played in the PSL for, for nine years, and have been fortunate enough to, well, was fortunate enough to get back into, into football on the technical staff um, nearly nine years ago. All right, let's go back then. Your origins, where do you come from? Where did you grow up? And when did you decide that football was for you? Uh, so I'm, I was born in the UK, uh, born in Nottinghamshire, and came to South Africa with my parents when I was five years old. So pretty much more South African than I am English, even though I've still got a bit of a, a twinge of an English accent in there. Um, being from the Midlands, the accent's quite broad, so it's kind of stuck. Um, from a football perspective, my brother was a was a good player when he was younger, um, and that stuck when we moved to South Africa and started playing uh, local football at a club called Bonero Park Football Club in the East Rand. Um, with him playing, my dad was also an ex player. He was at Notts County as a as a as a kid. So I think the the bug was kind of in the in the family genes. My I have a great uncle that played for Oldham and Manchester City. Um, and I kind of followed suit, you know, so the bug bit and, and I played amateur football through up until I was about 16 and was approached by an agent um, who's since passed at the late Cliffy Durant, who was the father of um, the, the late boxing promoter as well, Nick Durant. And he took me over back over to the UK uh, where I signed for Blackpool. At that time in the, in the mid-90s, Blackpool was managed by none other than Sam Allardyce and his assistant was Phil Brown and um, if people that know the game obviously know that Big Sam went on to, to manage at the top level uh, with Newcastle United and Bolton and went on to be the England manager only for a very short time. Sure. Uh, Phil Brown, yeah, Phil Brown the same, obviously followed followed Sam to, to Bolton and um, and then went on to manage Hull City in the Premier League as well. So, yeah, I signed a two-year deal with Blackpool um, in my off-season. After the first season at Blackpool, I came back to South Africa and was approached by then manager of Supersport United, Terry Payne, um, who was keen to take me on board. And I, I signed for Supersport United as a, as a 17-year-old and continued in the PSL for, for nine years from then. Um, from Supersport, moved on to Tembisa Classic. And from Tembisa Classic, was approached by Roger DeSar to join them in, uh, I believe it was 2001, 2002. You 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 got quite a CV there. All right, let's shoot forward a little bit then. What is the role of an assistant coach? And I know that you and Gavin, you and Gavin Hunt are quite close. But what is your role as an assistant coach? I think I think in a nutshell, Ray, it's um, it's quite simple. Just pretty much to to back Gavin to the hilt, um, and you know, be naturally I'm a loyal person anyway, which is why we clicked initially. 
Um, and I think I think being adaptable is probably the biggest characteristic that I can put across that's re- really enabled our relationship to grow. You know, I think, um, you know, going with Gavin, Gavin came into the club as, with a massive reputation. And, you know, you, you do your utmost, um, you know, mm. to, to do best by him and kind of follow follow suit what he wants um, and instill in the players very much how he leads and, and, and you back that up as much as you possibly can. And um, look, yeah. over the years, we've we've been relatively successful, I would say. Do you ever have differences, though, of a coaching thinking to yourself? Okay, Gavin, I I see what you're doing, but I want to take it in a in a different direction. Have you clashed before, or are you simply on the same page? Um, I, I wouldn't say clash, but we certainly have uh, disagreements or, or differences of opinion. Um, naturally, Gavin be the boss; he he gets the final say. But I think I think initially it was very much building trust um, and building building that trust to a point where he he really respected my opinion. Obviously, it took it took some time. Um, you know, he needed to to kind of suss me out because he came into the club and I was already there. You know, so naturally he wanted to see what I was about and and how much I knew about the game. And I think I think when when that respect grew and you kind of feel it that you know you've you've you're allowed to give your opinion and it's thought about. And you can have the disagreements, you know, and um, and I think the respect is there that he will he will listen to my opinion um, and my differences of opinion, and um, and and he, he certainly thinks about it. It takes him a couple of days to digest it, and then he'll come back and you know with with the best scenario. Um, and I think you know over his years in the game, he 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 knows better than most, but he he's also. I wouldn't say influence, but he's certainly mm. susceptible to to an opinion. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. You've heard about August the first. To take us through how the team mm. has been training under COVID nineteen. Have you guys been at Sturrock Park? We we have been back at Sturrock Park over the last uh, fourteen days. So we were we were in lockdown for obviously a very very long period of time. Um, I'll take you back to that scenario. We we put training programs in place. Uh, myself and our strength on conditioning coach slash physio Nick Brink. We we put videos out to the players before we went into lockdown, detailing exactly what we wanted to the, uh, wanted them to do daily. Um, we also caught up a couple of times a week to take them through various um, injury prevention programs, circuit programs that we wanted them to do to to keep themselves on the go. Um, and then when we were allowed to get back, obviously all all protocols observed and whatnot, we had to get the go ahead from the PSL. Um, our Protocols and regulations had to be approved by Michael Murphy at the PSL, and once we had the go-ahead, we, you know, we got back into it. It was a graded training approach, so we had to go in um, at different times, so the screening could happen without too many players being in close contact. And we had to start with uh, with small groups of five, um, and week by week, pretty much detailed that we're allowed to to build it up into more numbers to the point where we're at now, where we're allowed to play. Yeah, 8v8 scenarios, 8v8, 9v9s. Mm. Um, so we're getting closer to the ideal, um, but but certainly far from the far from the real thing. And you've had no COVID nineteen scares. We look. We have been tested, um, and I'm not allowed to divulge who with the personal the personal details. But we have had positive cases previously. Um, but I'm happy to report that we're all back at training um, and all in good health. Uh, those those cases that that were positive, 
the guys have the guys quarantined. Uh, they've been tested in accordance with with the PSL protocols. They were all asymptomatic um, when they were tested positive, which is a which is a very very good sign. Um, but they're all in good health, as I say. And and since they've come back, we've had to kind of grade them into training as well. So very careful to do that. Um, but yeah, everyone's back and and raring to go. Yeah, so right. Raring to go, and I do need to ask you about this. The side mm-hmm. being sold to TTM, change is difficult. How are the players bearing up? To be to be honest with you, um, we've got a, we've got a great bunch of lads, and I think I think under the surface it must be it must be hurting as it is for me, you know. But they're professional enough at this point that they're we're not really banging on about it too much. We know there's a job at hand. We don't quite know when. <laughs> when the league's going to resume. Um, but there's, we've had conversations about taking advantage of the time that we know we have left, trying to motivate the guys in that respect, um, you know, knowing at this point that we've got a semi-final of the Nedbank Cup to play and pretty much all to play for in the, in the league itself. It's going to be a, a huge mountain for us to climb, having, having games in hand as well and, and potentially having a very, very short space of time to play it in. But mathematically, we're in with a great chance of the league, uh, still still to finish very high, if not if not still still winning it. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of what our focus has been. Uh, but naturally, under the surface, there's there's a lot of emotion and and a lot of hurt, and I think a lot of um, should I say unanswered questions at this point. Well, as, to, as to what's going to become of everybody. Paul, it's interesting. Uh, the, the TTM owner, Masala Molodzi, he was introduced to the players, I believe, on Wednesday. What was the mood like? Was it sort of a welcoming mood? Did the the meeting leave players feeling positive afterwards? Just describe what happened. Look, I we, as as the technical staff, um, we, we were around but didn't stay for the entire meeting because I think it was aimed at the players as opposed to the technical staff. Um so I think there was initial shock from the players, um, kind of not really knowing what to expect and what the conversation was going to be about. Naturally, you've heard little bits and bobs of, of what came out of that conversation. Um, and I think, you know, he, it, was, it was positive from, uh, from the new owner's perspective, but not quite sure how it was taken by the players. Um, I, think, I think they're still as I say, very much in shock about it. And, and, and a lot of players are still very uncertain about their futures. Mm. Right, very difficult question. I know that Gavin is not going with the team. Am I right for next year? What's happening with you? Yeah, again, um, we, we, we found out, um, again, it was kind of through, via the media uh, that the technical staff were surplus to requirements, should I say. So that was, that was pretty much laid out quite early on in the process. Um, and up until this stage, I, I really don't know what the future may hold for me. Again, it was as much as we're putting across to the players and to take advantage of the time that we know we have left with the club. It applies to me as well. You know, um, I, I can't really, I can't do much at this stage. We still have the season to, to play out. Um, we've got to deal with that first, but, you know, hopefully, um, within time, we'll we'll find something um, to to carry on to carry on the journey. Yeah. Okay. Final question. Then let's put all of that to one side. What can we expect in the next couple of weeks or months? From from us as a team. Mm-hmm. As a team, what can we expect? Are you going to come out guns blazing? What's going to happen Absolutely. next? Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt. No doubt about that. And I think it goes 
again, in line with what I've been saying through the interview about making the most of the time he had left as a club. You know, there's a lot of emotion there. There's a lot of people at the club that have been there for a heck of a long time. Um, the club has given a lot to the players. The players have gained a lot back. So um, I mentioned in an interview earlier in the week that there's going to be a lot of emotion out there. And I think it's up to us to, to make sure that we put all that emotion in the in the most positive scenario possible. And um, yeah, and come out all guns blazing. We're raring to go. We're very keen to get the league started and we want to get back into action. And I think playing will will kind of give us a bit of a respite in terms of what the future holds and we can get back to doing what we what we do best. And that's playing football and winning games. I'm so looking forward to watching you guys. But Vest, Vitz assistant coach Paul Johnson, great to have you on Sports Talk. Thank you so much and all the best for the future. Thank you so much, Ray. I appreciate it.